spoken me. I went to sleep that night without knowing that it would be the last night I ever spent in that bed at my parents' house in London. Meredith, my mum shook me awake. The room was dark, making it obvious it wasn't morning yet, or not time to get up for school anyway. Mum, I mumbled in my half-asleep state. It's time to go. Everything I told you about those stories is true. It's time for you to leave us so you can train to be a protector. Your dad and I, we've done everything we possibly can to prepare you. First Charge is the first book in the Destiny Initiative series by Amanda Steele. The book can be purchased in paperback from Amazon. The e-book can also be purchased on Kindle, Kobo, Apple Books and many others. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, spokenlabel.bandcamp.com. On Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want. So you are entitled, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you're going to throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always a term they're grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running costs for this podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Hi guys, Andy N. Spoken Able. Back in the house. We're on Zoom again today. I've got a lady with me today. I've been speaking to this lady. Probably a good couple of months now, actually. First time first time I've actually, actually properly chat. And I can't remember how well Carol Fenwick's with me today. Carol, how did we first get talking on Facebook? Can you remember? Um, <laughs> I, I think I sent you a friend request. Ah, <laughs> that's prob- it's probably probably was good. Like it's, I probably had to- one or two. <laughs> you get to stage sometimes, everybody, with Facebook. You get people know you're a writer. You get friend requests coming from all kinds I know, of people. It's random. And then what I always try and do is I always try and drop drop people a message when they send me a friend request. So I'd rather know people are genuine and accept it. Carol didn't. She's been we had a really good chat about bits and pieces of that Yeah, we did. And it's been great because we've been speaking on and off ever since. So right, Carol, of course, is I'll let her tell her oh, give us tell tell people and Carol about your background. You've been up and down the, all over the country in various parts of the country, <laughs> haven't you, really? Since you first got going. Um kind of more like north and south, really. <laughs> Sounds a bit <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, um um I was born in Cambridge. My uh, parents um, moved up north with me when I was a baby. I was only about sort of, sort of about about under a year old when we moved, or something like that. I can't remember the exact details, but um, so I moved to the northeast of Middlesbrough, where my dad got had a job as a, a college lecturer, and that's why they moved. House prices were cheaper there, as as it is now. Really, they're cheaper up north. Not that not that the anywhere. I digress. <laughs> um, so. Uh, to cut a long story short, um, uh, my brother and sister uh, came shortly after that. They're from Middlesbrough. Um, but um, the reason I got to move down south, which is where I am now in Orpington, in Bromley, is um, I met my uh, husband, who I'm separated from now. Um, he's a southerner. He was a southerner. Uh, well, I said, was he still? <laughs> Sorry, he cleared that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 no, seriously, yeah. You, like, you moved obviously down there, then that's where you're, you're in. Is it Orpington now you're talking about, right? Yeah, 
Bromley, aren't you? So Orpington. it's in Bromley, so yeah, yeah roughly there. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so then uh, had my son, and um, uh, we, we we moved down to Wallington, and then then it was. Um, uh, my brain is completely dead. Uh, <laughs> then it was. Um, <laughs> then it was Orpington. So yeah, so th- that's how it happened, kind of in that order. <laughs> yeah, so I've been about a bit. You have rock and roll. You live the rock and roll lifestyle, definitely. There, so oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> now, obviously, in a bit hectic. The... Oh, you certainly have been. Now, here's they talk about you write, you writing really, of course. You were telling me before, obviously, like you did a degree, was it degree originally in sociology, didn't you? And then you yeah, went I did, and did yeah. an MA in creative writing straight after. Tell us about that. Not then. straight what? after. There's a few oh, years no. in between. A couple yeah. of, I call it nearly, <laughs> nearly straight after them, right? Well, tell us about what made yeah. you want to go and do the MA then. Well, basically, um, um, what happened was um, I started writing uh, in my late teens. I had a bit of a breakdown and um, it was a way of expressing my feelings. Um, so uh, I re- always really enjoyed writing and got a lot out of it. Um, so I, um, I I was wrote even when I was doing my sociology degree, a lot of poetry, a lot of Things, but I really wanted to develop my writing skills, which is why I did my MA in creative writing to, to kind of improve on it so I could make it hopefully publishable stuff. So, not just that, but just develop my skills so I was better at it, really. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense because I was sort of mine before. It's, it's, I've said before, like I did my degree in Bolton University 20 years ago now. And yeah. pre to that, it, you got, I love what you said before, actually. I think you said dead right. My work was more like garbled, garbled prose or certainly chopped up prose. Yeah, chopped up <laughs> prose or hacks from other people's songs. But yeah. I mean, doing the, the studying like that, I learned a lot from it. It taught me to be a much more focused writer. Did you find that yourself yeah, in over absolutely. three years? Did you find that over the, the MA yourself, did you? When you do your writing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I had a lot of help from the tutors as well, which were really good um, in developing my skills uh, at Teesside. I've got a very good uh, course up there. Um, I think it's still going very well at the moment, apparently. So, yeah, I was very lucky to have a lot of support there and a lot of help with my writing uh, and being able to develop those skills. And and also, um, while I was doing that, I uh, did, uh, I did I developed a writer's network. So I started an online journal as well where we, we, we did sort of print and online copies of um, people's work. And the network basically brought people from Middlesbrough and beyond it was the early days of the internet, really. We're talking 2008, 2009. So uh, we got lots of people involved who... Um, it wasn't a massive group. It was just a Facebook group, but it got people connected. That was the main thing. Writers connected who were interested in writing. So, yeah, great. No, great stuff. It's the best way of being like it. It grows naturally. And I think over the past 10 years, I'm sure yourself didn't notice, sure. networking's changed, hasn't it, massively? Absolutely. There's so, so, so much has gone on now. There's podcasting, which you're very involved in, Andy. Oh, yeah, I never I've stopped. Never pod. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so, yeah, it, there's so much going on uh, in the creative world, so much networking. And you're right, it has changed a lot over time. There are different ways and outlets of doing things, which is fascinating, really. Yeah, yeah. You were done. There's. I'm going to be careful what we say next. I know you've been involved with other projects and stuff, and I know you've got some projects on the go, some of which we can't really talk about. But I want. I know you said Tommy off off mic before. Well. You've been te- you've done teaching children before as well, haven't you? Was that was that creative writing? Was it? Yes, I, I taught creative writing to children for a, a, a fairly local company near where I am. And, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed doing that. Um, 
I I volunteered at Muggles. I volunteered at a at a at a, an important um a significant charity in the northeast where I taught yeah, creative we'll, writing there. That given my initial. Yeah, we won't we won't point. we won't name we won't name the charity. Yeah, that's fair enough. So no, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's the best. Oh yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Now, um, obviously, like today, I said I want to know also about them, and I was like, that's it. When you're writing, that you've been writing for quite some time. Is there any writers you particularly like reading? Are you? Do you like reading poetry as much as writing it, do you find? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like a lot of writers. Um, uh, and I, obviously, I'm not a, a massive contemporary fan, actually. I like a lot of the classics. I'm really big into the, the classical uh, tradition, uh, even though, obviously, I do read contemporary stuff. Um, so let me think, oh, well, there's so many, it's difficult to pick things out, isn't there? Oh, completely, completely. I it's could, I could be sat here for an hour trying to work trying to work out who to say. Do you mean poets or, yeah, or both. writers? Both. Or po- we'll do poets. both. Do both then, okay? Do both. You do both. Well, I'm a big fan of Dickens and Hardy as well, in some ways, because uh, you want poetry as well. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I like so many of them, you know, Wordsworth and, you know, um, I'm just trying to, you know, when you get asked that question and you think, I, I, I know the answer, but I can't actually think. Yeah, it'd be that sort of thing. We come back, if you half an hour, we finish chatting today. You'll oh, have about God, 10 yeah. names in your head, probably, won't you? So. Oh, gosh. It looks like I don't read or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know you do. I know you do. We've talked about it on yeah. Facebook before. This is, I put you on the sure, spot a yeah. bit there, Carol, completely. You did, yeah. <laughs> Which is very mean, so. Properly. It is, it is very yeah. mean, yeah. So. But no, it's fair enough that yeah. way. So, okay, then. Um, is there any recurring themes in your work, though, lots? Because I've read lots of your poetry, and then certainly yeah. you cover quite a lot of topics and stuff. So, yeah, I am quite eclectic in my themes. Uh, most of my poetry is serious, so some of it is quite comedic. It just depends which ones you read. Some of it's quite deep, some of it's quite heartfelt. But I think you're asking about themes. So, yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of emotion comes out. Um, a lot of kind of it just depends what subjects I'm writing on, what theme it is, really. So I could be talking about the pandemic, or I could be talking about um, I don't know a potato, which is one of the, the poems that I'm going to read. Something is it can go from the sublime to the silly, you know. <laughs> what sometimes in the same poem, not well, not not so much in the same poem. I suppose, I suppose occasionally it can be like that. Oh, my, my, my manners are ridiculous and ridiculous sometimes. Sometimes I can be ridiculous, yeah. And some people are like, what, what was that? What's that supposed to be? But, you know, I just get on with it. I, I enjoy writing and I just put out what I feel and what, what I think about the world around me, really. Yeah, um, yeah. If people way. like it, that's fine. If they don't, they don't. That's why. So, no big deal. How, obviously, I know you share a fair bit of poetry on Facebook. How do you feel about um, the art of sharing stuff on Facebook? Do you feel a bit nervous sometimes about sharing your poems? Do you know what we'll just... Don't you tend to worry about it very much? I have a tendency to overshare because, um, yeah, I sometimes share a bit too much on Facebook. I should really save more for the publishers, really. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say on that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I very rarely share, to be very, very rarely You're share. You're quite so. sensible, yeah. That's why I've learned. Yeah, I, 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 when I was younger, I used to now. share all the time. When I was younger, I used to share all the time. You have to be careful because people can plagiarise. You hear lots about that. So yeah, it's a matter time. of just taking care, yeah. I've heard rumours of names that I ain't going to name. I don't want to get sued. Right? Yeah, don't name names. <laughs> yeah, that was our yeah. secret, right? So, you know, completely. So, yeah. um, obviously, have you ever done any poetry performances? Have you done? I don't know that one, actually. Yeah, I have. Um, I did some poetry. 
I performed poetry locally, um, and I performed at, at RADA in the past uh, and at a Frago event. Oh, shouldn't be naming names, but there we go. That's oh, no, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, no, it's so nice. Slams and things. Slam poetry. How do you feel about... Slams and poetry. I've been involved in them. How do you feel about performing at slams and normal poetry nights? Because... They're very different sort of fields altogether, aren't they? They're very competitive slams. They're very supportive, but very competitive. Uh, and um, they are quite scary. <laughs> but no, everyone's really nice. It's uh, it's a slightly different feel to a normal open mic where it's kind of um, very relaxed. But it's still relaxed. It's just uh, people score you and it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's, terrifying. it's different. But obviously now with everything being online, it's... That stopped, so um, we don't do that as much. But yeah. that was really interesting when I did that. I really enjoyed doing slams. So have, you, have you done any Zoom readings? Have you then? Or you've not really been doing many? I try and avoid Zoom readings. <laughs> well, Fair enough, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm because I'm a Zoom novice, really. I see myself as a Zoom novice. I'm, I'm more for small Zooms and big Zooms. So, um, this is fine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair enough. And no disrespect to people that run them. I think I think they're fantastic to to do things like that. It's amazing what technology yeah. can do. But I'm not a big one for um, using Zoom a lot. <laughs> it's just a personal preference rather than anything yeah, against yeah. anyone particular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's not yeah. Zoom, not for everybody. Like I said, so I'd be exactly. like, you know, you know already. Like I run, you know, I run Cole and Lightning and Amanda and my friend Steve. Yeah. I do the, I do the IT for another night on top of it. So it's like. Sure. Yeah, I'm on it usually three, two, three times a week, and this on podcasting as well. So it's always on yeah. screen voice. Absolutely. Not, not for everybody. And that's the best way of putting <laughs> it there. So now, um, to conclude with anyway, Ted, a couple of things to finish off with. Um, I always like to ask writers, and you can only tell me part of it, I know, but what plans have you got for the future coming up? I know you're on a co writing project at the moment, aren't you, with a top secret writer, which we can't name. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm working on a project with with somebody at the moment. Well, I'm, I haven't started working on it with them. That's why I can't really say much at the moment. Mm. But um, I've 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 mentioned it to a few writers. It's I can't really say much at the moment, but it's it's just basically a really interesting project that's basically around to do with the times that we're in now, and will involve hopefully um, maybe setting up a, a blog with with other another of these blogs with poetry but i can't really say much about it now it's getting yeah, back yeah. into my editing thing yeah yeah and, that's and a good idea. Feeling, no, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah i think you have to yeah. like i said is you keep planning projects all the time don't you so do you exactly you've got to keep ahead do you envisage you'll bring a book out someday yes i'm hoping to bring a book out maybe sometime in the not so distant future or some of my pandemic poetry <laughs> i know there's been lots of them around at the, at the minute but i've written quite a lot during the um during the the, the COVID nineteen pandemic, so some of it's serious, some of it's funny, but obviously, uh, it's on holes at the moment when I do other things. But um, that's something to maybe look out for in future. So yeah, 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 completely. Because I think the pandemic itself has affected writers in all mm. different kinds of ways. Yeah, I know from your work, you, you, you've, it has changed your style a bit, think, but not in a Definitely. massively visible way. Because your work is. You, you, you write a couple of different styles and haven't the top, the top yeah, changed for you? But I don't, oh, no, the content's changed. But I think your style's probably not changed tons, but 
but it's still still always very entertaining anyway straight away so <laughs> I enjoy reading your work so thank you that's really nice of you to say so yeah I tend to um I feel I have developed more during the pandemic my writing has developed more in, in terms of I've probably matured a bit more as a writer I think that just happens with age as you said yeah. I don't think the content's changed that much or the style that much but I think there's a bit more depth to it because I think as you get hopefully you get older you get a bit wiser and as life life changes with everything going on in the pandemic lifestyle changes you yeah. know it, it is going to change something in you and hopefully that is good and <laughs> not necessarily all but wholly bad so no, no, yeah it's, 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 it's always a positive development to to and also I think it's important to change with times you know we've got to kind of adapt to these new ways of living so it's about sort of altering yourself as well to keep up with the times yeah no, I agree not, not necessarily not, not necessarily the, the who you are but kind of just adapting to this a bit like not so much in writing so it's a bit like the social distancing learning to social distance it's the same way as that as in writing the poetry differently it's kind of just adapting to being the different times <laughs> yeah yeah no I agree completely I do it's like I mean you're right as a poet it's our it's our mission really to log what's going on in that in our lives and more yeah, in general absolutely and this, as a poet now which we're most of the vital times we are we're historians really so I think it makes exactly. perfect sense. So now to conclude anyway, Carol, on this part of the podcast, if people want to read more about you, where are the best going? Um, well, you can go to my blog or you can go to Amazon. Um, uh, I write under a pseudonym called Geraldine Ward. So if you go on Amazon and put Geraldine Ward and you'll find the books that I've written come up. A lot of my poetry is on there. I've also written children's books and... Um, some short story collections on there so that's a good one uh and um i've got a blog as i said uh www.geraldineward.wordpress.com and you can find me on twitter g ward author uh and facebook.com slash geraldine.ward.uk yeah found you found something you on, like that <laughs> I, found, I found you on them Amazon then you, you have done a few books. I didn't, I, I didn't know about that, John. She kept that one quiet from me as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Self-promotion isn't always my strength. <laughs> You're very private. Good girl. I, did, I didn't realise you had dropped so many books there. I've known you, that's why. So, because if people are wondering, yeah. I have to see one, two, three, four, five, six books, seven, eight. Does that sound about right? Yeah, eight books. Is that you? I hope it is. <laughs> that's about right, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you a quick, couple of quick questions. You kept it very quiet, and I didn't know about this. So, <laughs> so I <but> like <laughs> my writers. You ask me questions, and they don't tell you sometimes. But, um, <laughs> okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you questions about all the books. Then. On each of your books, then, have you found that each book's been its own beast? Where, like, you've each, each book's doing different every time you wrote it. It's gone in different directions. Yeah, different feels to them. Um, I think the earlier ones definitely the ones that needed most work on because I've self-published these these books so it's uh, I've been having to market it myself so it's been really kind of um, a different feel to everything really um, the children's books did quite well originally because I had friends or mums that bought them the poetry books um, as well some of them did quite well but I think you learn a bit each time as it goes along learn more from each book <laughs> And also yeah. it's more competitive because you've got the other publishers up in their game and get learning 
new tricks and things. So it is it is really interesting, and I really enjoyed every single book that I've created, and really appreciate all the, the support people have given me by by purchasing the books and supporting my writing. I've been very fortunate with the support that I've had from everyone. Yeah, it's always good when you get that sort of support, definitely. Now, yeah, I'll you very quickly, and friends. I think your most recent book, and I'm looking at this, and I think I'm right with this, is Keyboard Warriors and Other Poems. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, well, what I'll ask you about this book, then, before we, before we conclude, then, um, is tell us a little bit about this book, the most recent book, then. What made, where did the idea of Keyboard Warriors come from? How <sighs> it's... <laughs> It's, it feels like ages ago since I wrote it, even though it wasn't that long t- that long ago. I can't remember exactly where the idea came from, but it just, that was me, suddenly something just clicks and I think, hmm, some of my poems are on this theme. Maybe I could do a collection about this. So I just, I think it was more to do with the fact that uh, I, I I discovered that, um, um, that there was a lot of trolling going on in, 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 in some aspects of, things like Facebook and Twitter and I just thought mm, this is an interesting thing that could be developed um you know this idea of keyboard warriors it's a bit of a quirky thing and I thought you could have a, a joke about it or you could take it seriously just thought it was something that probably hadn't been covered that much so I thought I'll just do that then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I've really cool. enjoyed doing it yeah it's been yeah. a it's been a pleasure putting it together so it's not all on keyboard warriors it's just as it says at the other poems it's about a variety of different poems on different things because I do like to have a, an eclectic kind of stuff going on in my poetry I like to cover as much as possible really <laughs> yeah yeah that's why that's why indeed so I'll Lovely. definitely like that one to look I do do like your work I hope for people to go and get some of these books definitely so so thank you very much Andy right okay okay then what we'll then do we'll take a quick break let you get yourself composed and oh, it's been a pleasure today carol i always enjoy thanks you too yeah so, same here hang around everybody and carol or Geraldine, whatever she wants to go call us <laughs> up next just to confuse me and confuse you so we're reading a few of the poems out so take care guys girls see you okay. then hi guys okay okay straight up carol she's gonna do four poems for us today look forward to it over to you my friend Right, okay, I'm going to read uh, four poems now. Um, one of them is called The Key Worker, the first one. Then I'm going to read um, a poem, a funny one called Sweet Potato. Uh, and then I'm going to read a poem called The Bee Sting. And then the church bells chime as the cherry trees bloom. These are all poems that um, have come from different collections that I've written. Uh, and um, they cover different themes. Obviously, the key worker is different to the bees, <laughs> the bee sting. Okay, this one's called the key worker. Delicate hands that change bed linen, empty bins, remove coffee cups, patch up patients, clean wounds, warm hearts. You might not sing songs or write words on paper. Your words are the hands, the treasure, the gold dust, the vessel. I tell you the tale of the emergency worker as if it were my own, but it's your story, your unique journey. From a friend's son who works with autistic kids to the student doctors facing fears for the first time, the distributors who live in hospitals supplying PPE, to the industrious cleaner and a lady on the desk at Beck and Call, 
the checkout man or woman, the postal workers and lorry drivers, the teachers, carers, doctors and nurses, all on the front line who work tirelessly and timelessly for our benefit. Your words, your hands. That was the key worker. Brilliant. Great stuff, Carol. Thank you, Andy. Now, the next one, I'm just remembering if I've it in the world, is bee sting. Or was it sweet potato? <laughs> uh, you, told me sweet, you told me to talk about sweet potato was your second one. Oh, yes, that's right. Sorry about that, Andy. I'll find sweet potato in a second. Oh, what have I done with it? Got it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Nah, right. This is a funny one. You are my sweet South American dream, cultivated in Mexico and Venezuela. The Orinoco flows through you. My sweetness, light and oracle. You are a love story, a dream. When I sleep, I sense your presence, intoxicating. Gratefully, I eat this southern comfort, softly, soothing. An intake of breath, you're gone. I have swallowed you, devoured in my hunger for an exotic delight. Then I look at your sad, forlorn, sweet sister, Tater. Her brother, Morris Piper, and Tater outlive the Irish potato famine. They do not want to ever see a spud again, <laughs> except when she makes mints and tatties for ten children. The joys of Roman Catholicism has tempted her brother to devour the last one. When Tater married a man called Edward, he acted like a king and wished for sweet potatoes, <laughs> but they ended up with nothing and the pauper's grave in the dust nearby the allotment where there were potato scraps and deranged scarecrows. Sweet potato. <laughs> From Keyboard Warriors and other poems under Geraldine Ward. <laughs> Bonkers, but I love, I love what you carol. It's I a crazy you. one. <laughs> crazy rule. What poem is the first, sorry, and what book is the first one from? Uh, the first one isn't from a book, The Key Worker, no, but um, it has been, yeah, it, it, it has been read on radio on, on a radio station, so, yeah. That's fine, that's fine, for sure. That's fine, because just we know, tell people, if people are curious, okay? Okay, you're onto, the, you're onto you. the bees thing now, aren't you? The bees thing? I thought this was quite a topical one, because obviously bees are very important uh, to our life cycle. Um, so I've written a poem called Beastie, and this is in my slightly less recent um, book, uh, before, just before Keyboard Warriors, called Bouncy Back with a Bang by Geraldine Ward, which is me, basically, my pseudonym. Right, I'll stop nattering now, I'll just read the poem. <laughs> bee sting. A bee sting is nothing compared to a world without them, no ecosystem. Instead of pollination, we have self-gratification. Amber nectar man, on his sixth lager can. Fornication, indigestion. Too much human gestation means overpopulation. While life, sorry, while rife in this land of vice is virtual living. We are all in our own VR world. Touchscreen, handset, Xbox. While the bee busily sacrifices 
Too many people destroy. Their debris of toxins emptied among the vegetation. The bee help create through pollination, creating a wonderful fertile world. But now mankind in its Machiavellian way is reshaping destiny. So the bee sting is nothing compared to the travesty caused by humanity. That was bee sting. Excellent. Again, nice, nice change in tone there again and all. You read that three completely little sort of pieces out today, so I really enjoyed that one. Okay. Thank now. you. It took me a while to choose. Uh, yeah. Is it time for one more? Yeah, yeah. We've got, we got, we got time for a fourth one, definitely. Now, uh, tell us the title of the fourth one again. So you said it that quick before. I've got the church bells. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of alliteration in it. It's the church bells chimes, the cherry trees bloom. Yeah, there's a lot of On <laughs> Sorry, Carol. Sorry, put that again, Michael. <laughs> you won't be laughing now. Right. The, cherry, uh, the church bells chime as the cherry trees bloom. On a sunny street outside, after the carers were clapped and Good Friday came, I imagine the church bells chime as the cherry trees bloom. As all around is dazed and quiet, while natural colours are an enchantment. Outside I hear a book page turn, while I, slow to learn repercussions, enjoy the rough beat of traffic and dogs barking, the sun streaming through. All in time for when Easter Sunday comes, when the church bells chime and the cherry trees bloom. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, great way to finish off. Thanks, Andy. I've got to say that one. If you're doing that one live, you'd have to be totally sober because I'd be getting the title mixed up with that with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be getting it all completely wrong. I know what I'm like. So, oh, no, fantastic. What book is that last one from, Carol, just so people know? Um, that was the book yet to be written. Ah. <laughs> the one I'm working on. That's the same as the, the other one. I'm going to, that, they're both the pandemic ones I'm going to be working on in a, in a project. Um, that's fine. That my book, own. People will that's from the forthcoming book. They're brilliant. Thank you today, Carol. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. So, Thank you around. very much for having me. Hang around. I need to speak to you off mic. But Andy M is saying, thank you again, Carol. And as Don Callas says, you. stay safe and stay over. See you all soon. Spoke on me.